Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh! He's done it again! Shot clock at five. Turner's on the tape. High off the window. And followed in by Grant Williams. Tennessee by two. Shot clock is off. On the push. Game clock to six. To five. Edwards all the way in. Hanks. And a great defensive play by Williams. And Valiant come back to force overtime. Car flying open for the jam. Set up by Eifert. Tennessee needs something right here. Schofield, great pass, and a two-handed flush for Grant Williams. Fulkerson, and he draws a foul, and he scores. The floor. Bone for three. It's good. A five-point game, 19.3 left. Well, this will come to the finish line. Schofield will get the last bucket. In his illustrious Tennessee career, and the Purdue Boilermakers out of the Big Ten, headed to the Elite Eight. This is the Sports Yak Podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. I'm Jimmy Shorts. Sports Yak is brought to you by Rabbit Wigs. Put that rabbit in a wig. Call for a fitting today. 574-RABBITS. Here's Chuck and Corey. What, what do they don't use their last names now? They're, they're that popular, they just go Chuck and Corey? No, they're not that popular. Use your last names, guys, for a couple of years at least. And welcome to episode, wait for it, 80 of Sports Yak. It's the Jerry Rice episode. I know him. Yeah, I know you do. He's a wide receiver for the 49ers. Yes. I dare say the wide receiver. Yes. He's got uh, 17 Super Bowl wins. (laughs) He's got a few. He's got a few. That voice to my left is Chuck Freebie. Hi, I'm Corey Mann. Welcome to Sports Yak. It's not a Tibetan ox. It's us yakking, talking, kibitzing, if you will. Why didn't we call it sports kibitzing? Uh, That was taken. Oh. (laughs) There is so much to talk about. Let's just get after it. Let's start with what people around our nape of the neck are talking about, and that is Purdue's game with Tennessee last night. Now, it takes a lot, I know, to get you to stay up late because you got to get up at 3.30 in the morning. Yes. So late for you is really anything past 9 Nine. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay? It takes a lot to get you to stay up past 9 o'clock, and... My understanding is you watched the whole thing last night. Well, I thought the game was going to be at 7, and they're talking and whatever, yeah. and then I notice, oh, it's 7.30. Right. And but I thought, you, got to, you got to enjoy the pregame follies with Mike Bray. Yeah. Going into the game, I didn't think Purdue was going to win. Okay. 
I felt I was off, and three minutes in, I thought, this is a fantastic ball game, which I texted you and said, this is a fantastic ball game. And you said, which one? Right, because the one I, I'm watching. Because I was watching Gonzaga, Florida State at the time. We can get back to that game in a moment. Any reason why you chose that one over Purdue, Tennessee? Uh, I have some people in my house with a vested interest in that Gonzaga game based oh. on the family bracket. Okay. So they wanted to watch that. Purdue star player is Carson Edwards. What a three-point shot that well, guy has. Ryan Klein was the guy that was hitting three-pointers last night. But... At the beginning of the game, okay, it's Carson, Carson you had to lean into. So Purdue gets an 18-point lead, and you think, okay, well, this party's over. So you flip over, or at least we do, mm-hmm. to Gonzaga, Florida State, because Florida State's making a run. And I'm watching the little score up at the top of the screen. I said, don't look now. Tennessee's within five. Oh, no. Tennessee's got the lead. And I kind of look down at my Twitter feed, and I see my Boilermaker friends imploding. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, Gonzaga has held off Florida State. Let's flip over and watch Purdue. And here's what happened in the two minutes that I flipped over and watched Purdue. Okay, And uh, I flip over, Klein buries a three. And then uh, Tennessee comes down and, and gets its own three. And then Klein buries an even deeper three. And then Tennessee comes down, and they get a basket, and they get another free throw, and they're up by three again. And they're up by three. And everybody knows, everybody in Louisville knows that Ryan Klein is getting the ball. So they give him the ball up top with about 17 on the shot clock. And he's trying to dribble around a Tennessee defender, and he can't get any room. And he tries to go in, and he goes inside the arc. And then he does this little jab step. And he steps back outside the arc, and he shoots a fadeaway three-pointer a la James Harden, and it is a dagger, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a dagger into the heart of Tennessee, and he ties the game. And they go back and forth, and Tennessee has a two-point lead. Purdue has the last possession. And Purdue comes down, and Edwards tries to drive the lane, and the ball gets swatted out of bounds, and it's Purdue's ball. And Purdue has Klein inbounded, which I'm thinking, why would you have him inbounded? Because you're not going to have enough time to get him back the ball. He finally gets Carson Edwards the ball. And here's, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you one truism in life that you can always count on. We hear that death and taxes are the only two things that you can count on. Mm -hmm. Here's one more thing you can count on. An SEC school will have somebody do something stupid in the waning seconds of a basketball game. We can bank on that? You can absolutely bank on it. It doesn't matter if it's Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, LSU. If they're in the SEC in the waning seconds of a close basketball game, they will do something absolutely brain dead. And Tennessee does. They foul Carson Edwards. Now, here's the thing. Purdue at the free throw line last night looked like Corey and me at the free throw line blindfolded. Pretty rough for a 84%. It was awful. 84%? It was awful. <laughs> Scholarships should have been revoked over the way they shot free throws. Both teams last night. Heinous! Carson Edwards goes to the line, and of course he misses the first free throw. And I can just, I can hear all of my Boilermaker friends 
They're like the Wicked Witch of the West of the Wizard of Oz. I'm melting. <laughs> it's just, it's death on a stick. And then Edwards buries the second, buries the third, and we go to overtime and produce somehow, some way, pulls this one out, 99-94. And you get done with that game, it's like, I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed, but it's going to take me a half hour for my blood pressure to come down. Yeah. I don't know what it was like for you laying in bed, but for me it was like, I can't go to sleep right now. Nope. I stayed up a little bit longer just to see what Matt Painter had to say, just to kind of, if we had something we could use for today. But, yeah, that was it was a game. It was a game. And Klein's performance was just an all-time. Here, let me just turn around and throw things up from anywhere on the court and have them go in. I love seeing the Eifert family in attendance watching uh, the young brother play. thought that was pretty cool. Is it Grady Eifert? Is that his name? Yes, that's that's the one who plays, and then Tyler was in the stands. He used to play for Notre Dame. Right? Chuck, chuck Chuck a beer in. Yeah, he had a big old light beer, boy. That was like a 16-ouncer. He was, he was having a good time. He's not driving home. Yeah, so they play Virginia on Saturday kind of late. I didn't stay up for the Virginia-Oregon game. Who did? And if you did, man, you were fighting insomnia in that game 53 49 the final so purdue will play virginia for a chance to go to the final four that'll be at 8 45 saturday night you can hear the game with the purdue announcer larry clusby on 103.1 fm i did not have purdue going this far in the bracket nor did i i well i had them losing to villanova in the second round so kudos to matt painter especially for a team that nobody nobody expected to be this good this year they were 6-5 and five at one point this year, Corey. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Notre Dame. That's all you need to know. Uh, to the north of us, Michigan, just, they couldn't hit a three-point shot to save their soul last no. night against Texas Tech. And Texas Tech wins at 63-44. How is a college basketball team in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament do you only score 44 points with a shot clock? Uh, befuddling, but Texas Tech just demolishes Michigan. So now it is Texas Tech and Gonzaga in the Elite Eight on Saturday at about six o'clock. Matt Painter got uh, Coach of the Year in the Big Ten. Do you think he'll get it for the the big picture? You can certainly make a case for him. Yeah, I mean, okay, you you look at your top teams. And I don't know what Gonzaga had coming back. I haven't done that much research on them. Obviously, Duke, Carolina, I mean, they were expected to be really good, and they are really good. So I'm not sure that you can give Coach K or Roy Williams. Matt Painter getting this bunch to the Elite Eight? That's a heck of a coaching job. As we record this on a Friday morning, tonight's game, Michigan State and LSU, I'll stick with the Spartans. Oh, it's the month of March. Why wouldn't you go with Tom Izzo? LSU... Well, we already told you, if it's a tight game, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to be that tight. I think Michigan State is going to win that one by about 10. And Michigan State then would have to play the winner of Duke-Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech already beat Duke once this year. I don't think they're going to be intimidated. Let's stick with basketball as Notre Dame has made the trek to Chicago, just right around the lake from us. The Irish women taking on Texas A&M. Gary Blair, veteran coach. Uh, beat Muffet, McGraw, and Notre Dame in an NCAA championship game a few years ago. 
Uh, obviously, much different squads right now. Notre Dame will be the favorite in that one. They get to play in Chicago. There will be a large Irish fan base there. Uh, I would expect Notre Dame to win that game. You can hear Bob Nagel's call on Pulse FM Saturday afternoon, pregame at 345 with the tip-off at 4. He's more comfortable in the regular season. Baez out into deep left, and it is gone! Cubs on the board! Number one for Javi. Just like Glenn and I said, we thought Baez would be the first guy to go deep for the Cubs this year. He had 34 last year. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a really good opening day for Major League Baseball. And obviously, you and I feel that way because we're Cub fans. Yes. And the Cubs played very, very well yesterday. Uh, and walk out of Texas with a 12-4 win. Javi Baez with not one but two homers. Chris Bryant with a home run. John Lester looked pretty solid. He did give up a home run to Elvis Andrus. Elvis left the building on him and put the Cubs in a 2-0 hole, but they came back, had a really strong middle three innings, and walk away with the win. We say this every year. If the Cub offense can produce like it did yesterday another uh, 161 of those games yeah that they're they're <laughs> going to be just fine but that's the question is good pitching will solve good hitting well texas clearly doesn't have good pitching i mean when you're when you've got mike minor as your opening day starter that pretty much tells you right there that you're in trouble for the year so the rangers are in trouble uh the tigers get a win yesterday wow what a pitching performance they got out of jordan zimmerman the eighth highest paid player in Major League Baseball, so he should be giving them one of these. And he was nearly perfect for seven innings, gave up one hit, but the Tigers couldn't get any runs until the 10th. Two-run homer for Kristen Stewart uh, gives the Tigers a 2-0 opening day win in Toronto. White Sox were down 5-0 in the ninth inning. I'm keeping an eye on this game as the basketball games are unfolding. I'm just kind of keeping an eye on GameCast on this game. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's 5 nothing in the ninth, and I'm just waiting to post the final score. White Sox have the bases loaded, and they've got Eloy Jimenez, the former South Bend Cub, at the plate. He gets hit by a pitch. So now it's 5-1. And then Daniel Pauka gets a, a little fielder's choice, and it's 5-2. And then Tim Anderson gets a single, and it's 5-3. And now all of a sudden the bases are loaded, and I'm thinking, are the White Sox going to score 6 in the ninth and win on opening day? No, they're not. They lose to Kansas City by a count of 5-3. to three. But a lot of people think the White Sox will be better this year than what they've been. Um, I saw some predictions. Around 75 wins for Chicago this year, which would be a step up for Ricky Renteria's ball club. But they're, they're still going through a bit of a rebuilding mode. The team that looked really, really good yesterday was the Dodgers. They smacked eight home runs on opening day against Arizona. And uh, it's one of the reasons why we have made them the favorite in the National League. That's one of the games I could find that I could actually watch with what we have at our house for television. Sure, it must have started to be a boring game, boring game because the announcers started talking about purchasing opening day hoodies. I mean, they got in depth on hoodie talk. Well, eight home runs <laughs> for one team. I don't think Arizona was hitting a bunch of them out. So, yeah, you're looking for something to talk about. And no about. Mary Hart in the stands. I was looking. Well, I'm a little surprised she couldn't make it out for opening day. Opening but day. Duties of whatever she does now. 
I, I put my eyes on the uh, Phillies game for a little bit. I wanted to see big Mr. Uh, Paycheck kind of come out and wave to the fans. Got and... booed by the Philly fans. Was that a boo? I, I think he got booed after he struck out the second time. I didn't see any booing. I saw uh, the, the shaking of the hat and then the bowing to the crowd in right field. The, there was a situation that came up, and, and this is why the Phillies have a, a very dangerous lineup. So they intentionally walked Bryce Harper to load the bases in front of a young man by the name of Reese Hoskins, who has tremendous power. And Reese Hoskins decided to show that power at that very moment in time and hit a grand slam on opening day to send Philadelphia into mucho celebration. And uh, the Phillies wind up beating the Braves. The other uh, big play yesterday in baseball, at the end of the Brewers-Cardinals game, and I think you saw this highlight this morning in the studio, Brewers lead the Cardinals 5-4 in the ninth with two out. Cardinals hit a drive that looks like it's going to go over the right center field wall, but Lorenzo Cain goes up and snares it and brings it back for the out, and the Brewers hang on for a 5-4 win. Uh, Can I ask you a question about the NFL? Sure can. I saw that uh, Jordan Howard is now a Philadelphia Eagle. How much will that create a pain for our Bears? Well, it, it takes you down to Tariq Cohen as the lone running back with any kind of solid expertise right now for the Bears. Now, they've got plenty of time before the season starts to go out and get another one. Yes. The question I was asked last night by some people is, well, why would the Bears do this? Because Jordan Howard's pretty good, isn't he? And and my answer is Jordan Howard's really good. Corey, there's, there are three running backs in the NFL who in the last three seasons – have had over 1,000 yards from the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and over 250 touches. One of them is Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. Most people think he's pretty good. Don't you agree? Yes. One of them's Todd Gurley from the Los Angeles Rams. Most people think he's pretty good. He can run. And the other one is Jordan Howard. So, I mean, again, and, you know, when the Bears got rid of Matt Forte years ago, you could kind of understand that because Matt Forte was a little bit older, and while the sentimental part of Bears fans were like, why would you do this? You could understand that. Jordan Howard appears to be in his prime. However, Matt Nagy took over this team last year, and he's got an offense that he wants run a certain way. And I get the feeling he doesn't feel like Jordan Howard really fits into what he wants to do on offense. Mm, So that's why, I mean, they basically gave him away. A sixth-round draft pick from the Eagles is nothing. I just hope that doesn't come back to bite the Bears sometime. You know, if you're playing the Eagles in a playoff game or something like that, and Jordan Howard's running wild, that's, that's the scary thought for me as a Bears fan watching that. Charles Peanut Tillman made the news this morning. Really? Uh, Deathly afraid of large bodies of water. Okay? Okay. Partnered up with a guy and created their own boat, and he's going to take a ride across Lake Michigan for his charity, uh, a means of helping low-income families pay for their medical bills. So he's doing a a fundraiser sail across the, the sea of Lake Michigan, Great article about him actually working with the guy to make the boat, kind of 
help him calm down and he, here's here's how it works and this is what we do and it was pretty cool it's a pretty cool article he is widely regarded as a great guy was very respected in that bears locker room and was known for a move Corey, called the peanut punch he had the ability to come from behind a receiver and punch the ball out of their grasp and create a lot of fumbles what a great idea you're gonna get the ball out of the hands of the wow yeah. The peanut punch. I don't know that I ever heard that, Chuck. There you go. These are the kinds of things, <laughs> the fun facts to know and share that you'll get here on the Yak. Let me take a few seconds to tell you about another podcast that I host on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's called What Else with Corey Mann. It's an interview-style podcast, and I have access to many, many Christian artists whom we play on Pulse FM, the radio station that both Chuck and I work at. And sometimes when an artist calls when you're on the air, you get two to five minutes with them. But when we get them in the studio, I get to poke and prod a little bit deeper than usual. We were Big Daddy Weave and the Institution. Where'd that come from? It, I don't know, man, but it just came right out. And so for the first few years, that's what we were. Okay. We signed a record deal. The record label was like, Big Daddy Weave is confusing enough. We don't need a something else, too. And so then we were just Big Daddy Weave, you know. I try to have a new episode of What Else every Monday. And I hope you'll check that out. Sportsnet! Notre Dame hockey tonight. Another step forward. This is exciting. NCAA Sweet 16. They take on Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, could be. They're ranked in the top 10. They went 26-10-2 this season. And uh, they will be the favorites in this game, taking on number 12 Notre Dame. And this game will be played up in New Hampshire. It'll be on ESPNU tonight, I believe. At 6.30. The okay. Golden Knights, by the way, of Clarkson. The, the Golden Knights. We mentioned earlier that this is episode number 80, the Jerry Rice episode, if you joined us late. Episode 80! I don't know how you get to this point if you joined us late. This isn't like regular radio, but that's a phrase that I've used over the years. Uh, episode 80. And you mentioned on the last show, and, and I can't remember if it made the cutting room floor or not. Let's, let's pick our favorite songs from that particular year. So. Yes. We're going to end with 80, we're going to take a week off, and then we'll come back on uh, the following Monday with 81. So, so it'll be a song from 81. April 8th, mm -hmm. 1981 will be the song, but we went with something from 1980. 1980 for me was my sophomore year of high school. At Elkhart Central. At Elkhart Central. I am a, uh, I am a blossoming sophomore getting fired up about Blue Blazer football, Blue Blazer basketball. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing like coming home from school on a Friday. Oh, my gosh. You're done with school for the week. Mm -hmm. Maybe a warm Friday during the football season. And you're getting ready to go watch the Blazers hopefully kick some fanny on the football field. And you wanted to come home and you wanted to throw a little vinyl on the turntable and you wanted to listen to the... Parents home at this time? No, they're at work. So crank you, it. So you had the console cranked up? Yes, sir. <laughs> now, describe it for me, if you will. Does Chuck dance? Does Does Chuck pounce? What this, does Chuck do? This is more of a strut. Oh, a strut around the house. Because we're Rick getting ready to kick some rear. Are you going to the refrigerator grabbing a snack? All over the house. Oh, the Chuck Strut. 
All 110 pounds of me, probably. I'd ask you to show me right now, but I'd be the only one that would see Yeah. Probably very Jagger-esque. Okay. Maybe Freddie Mercury. Maybe a touch of Freddie Mercury. You know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have known who Freddie Mercury was you at this point. You know who it was? Yeah. Okay. I, I knew it was Queen, but I didn't know who Freddie Mercury was. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? I'm pretty good at putting my finger on why I like songs. I can't, I can't with this song. Really? I don't, I don't know if it's production value because it sounds like two guys singing back and forth, but it's just him. I don't know what it is about this song, but I always thought the song is stellar. What's the matter with the car? This do anything for you back in the day? Yeah, I enjoyed this. I I love Billy Joel, so I mean. A lot of his music speaks to me. Yeah. This would be this would be post high school. No, no. Yeah, you're in high school at this point. There you go. There's your blast from the past on this edition of the Yak. Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in money at broadcast school has really paid off. Professor Chuck Sportscaster Camp segment is brought to you by Beaver Island Casino. Head to Charlevoix, then get in the boat and go north, and you'll run into an island called Beaver Island. Get off and, well, you made it. We're not going to let him out of here on a Friday without visiting Uncle Chuck's Sportscaster's Camp. I believe when we last left off, it's time for lesson number five. Lesson number five. To be the best sportscaster you can possibly be. You can give all the stats you want on a player or a coach. They will not be remembered as much as a story that you can tell about them. If you can find an anecdote, a little, a little fun fact, or something like that, that will stand out far more than any statistic that you give about them. I will uh, I will see that, and I will raise that. Here's what I like about you and the way you do things. When we watch a game on Friday nights on Facebook Live, which, by the way, is just months away, uh, you do that a lot about players. You find a little fun fact. They're in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. His brother used to play over here. When he's not doing this, he likes to, you know, work at his dad's farm or whatever. You can really tell when someone hasn't done their homework when about every other stat is a 64% free throw shooter. Well, and that's important to note when somebody's going to the line, especially at the end of a game, there's there's a time for the stat. Yes. But, but when that's all that you say, right. I've got a problem. So yeah, so you're do, when you're doing homework, which let's go back. If you're uh, if you're doing uh, what is it for every fifteen minutes, it's an hour of prep. You're looking for the little the little things. Yes, you're looking for the stuff that maybe another sportscaster might not say at all. Right. If I can, I mean, and Scully was the best of this. Scully would find these amazing stories about people. Maybe it's through conversation. Maybe it's through research. Whatever it is, he would find these stories 
and then be able to weave them into the game. And and the running joke in baseball was if Vin Scully was telling a story, the the inning would not end until the story ended. Somehow, <laughs> the god of baseball would, would say, oh, well, Vin's telling a story, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, you know, pause, wipe sweat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Vin's done, ground out to the second base. Find something other than stats, something, some, a little special story. I mean, you're trying to make these people relatable to the viewer. You think about a game as though it is a, a television show. Mm-hmm. And here are the characters. What makes these characters stand out? You uh, you informed me on a broadcast that the Penn quarterback was diabetic. Yes. I immediately put him in the same as my, un- uh, my two uncles were diabetic. So I knew, oh, he's playing with little extra something he's got to deal with yeah you know yeah and he may have to deal with that during a game you never know you never know all right chuck freebie it's a spring break week for phm where my uh kid goes i don't want him burning down the house so i'm gonna take the week off good idea and uh yeah i'll be around town though but the, we'll be back together on monday april the 8th i believe is the yes. right date the uh well, actually, no, I can't do the show that day because I'm helping my son tour Purdue that day. Really? Yes, it he's working at school. Purdue. What are your so, thoughts on that? Um, it's cheaper than a lot of schools, so yes. Okay. <laughs> D- does he, well, he's a young boy. Does he know what he wants to do? He he wants to go into things like animation and graphic design and things like that. Okay. So I think Purdue would be a pretty good fit for him. Now, in my head, he's a freshman. No, he's a junior in high school. He'll be a senior next year. So we're we're doing a little tour of Purdue on April 8th. So shelve that. Make it April 10th that okay. the Yak would come back. My wife and daughter got lost on campus at Purdue. I, I would think that's fairly easy to had, do. Had to have a little help to get back to yeah, the car. That'll happen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sports Yak. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram, the Twitter, all sorts of places. Until next time, Chuck. Ooga Luga. Ooga Luga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.